Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. So glad you're here to kick off another awesome week. And that's right. We're going to make this week awesome. Listener Chris joins us from down in Kentucky. And we talk about his amazing honeymoon to Walt Disney World. How about not one, but two weeks down at Walt Disney World. They stayed at Coronado Springs in the Grand Estino Tower, and they ate all over Walt Disney World. Hollywood Brown Derby, Three Bridges, Morimoto Asia, Homecoming, California Grill, The Boathouse, Wine Bar George. We talk about all these great dining experiences, fun times in all four theme parks, times at the resort. Just they did it all. They had two weeks. It's a great trip. So get ready to take a virtual vacation. Don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents over at the Magic for Less are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. Check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's one extra click, and it really does help support the show. Bookmark it and use it as often as you can. We'd sure appreciate that. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. We could not do this without your support. Our patrons get that bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, please come on over to patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2110 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend wherever you are tuned in. And I appreciate you taking the time to drop in and start another week with us here Again, wherever you are, that's the beauty of podcasting. It has a reach worldwide, and I know that folks tune in all the way in South Africa, over in the UK. We have our friend Masayo tuned in over in Japan every week. We have friends down in Australia, friends up north in Canada, and lots and lots of friends here in the States. Happy Monday to you. Hope you're having a great week. We appreciate you taking the time to uh, to hang out with us here for the next 30 to 40 minutes. So today, we're going to do what we do every Monday. We've got a great trip report lined up in this one. We got to work hard because we got to get two weeks into about 30 minutes. We're going to make it happen, but we're going to have to talk fast. Like the old FedEx commercial. If you're of, of a certain age, which a lot of you guys are too young, you're like, Mike, what are you talking about? You're an old dude. Look it up. It's probably on YouTube. And I think it was also like micro machines. You can look that up too. I think the same guy did the same commercial. Anyway, we're getting to our friend here. We're heading to Kentucky with a fun backstory here. Listener Chris is joining us today. Chris, how's it going down in Kentucky? It's going great, Mike. Can't complain. Glad to have you on the show. And it's kind of funny because we contact we, we got in contact a while back and come to find out you are in a part of the country where my grandparents grew up in a I mean my grandpa was always telling tales of this little town. It was so small, in fact, my grandpa could tell tales. I mean, it kind of got passed out to his dad. My dad was a radio DJ. And then here I am talking in front of a microphone three, four, five times a week. So we like to talk, us Rawlmans. But he would always tell a tale of this little bitty town in Kentucky that nobody will ever, ever know the name of. He's like, 
It's called Catlettsburg. Nobody will know what Catlettsburg is. But, however, Mike, you just got to tell them Ashland. That's our big town in that in Kentucky. So if you ever got to tell somebody where we're from, we're from Ashland, but we're really from Catlettsburg. And come to find out, you're from that corner of the world. So how cool is that? That is so awesome. You're from where my kin are from. I love that. Really small world. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's true. I, I feel like Kentucky is, uh, is bad for that. You know, I live, uh, I live in um, the Florence area of Kentucky. So it's northern Kentucky right across the bridge from uh, Cincinnati. And I, we just tell everybody Cincinnati. We're just from Cincinnati. You don't know where Florence is, uh, Burlington or Bellevue or any of the northern areas. It's just Cincinnati. So I'm the same way. Yeah, it's it's so cool, though, when you said that, because uh, it, it really is a small world and it gets back to Disney. You know, it's it's so fun because through the podcast, I've met people near and far. You know, somebody is, you know, there were kids in, uh, in the, I think they were joking because they just found it through Mallory, like kids at Mallory's uh, elementary or middle school graduation thing, like. Hey, we've heard your podcast and we love it because we've been we went to Disney when we were kids and these are kids that are 14. I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, so, you know, there. But then, you know, people around the world. So it's very cool. And I'm glad that you're from uh, Kentucky and you're representing where my family comes from. I got to get down there because my dad actually this is kind of a fun fact. And then we'll get to the Disney stuff. My dad, you know, he, he found the plot of land where my grandpa's grandpa kind of set up in Kentucky and he went back and bought that that lot it was just kind of an abandoned lot there was actually like an old derelict car sitting on the lot when he bought it there's no building on it but um it's on a big hill and he calls it rawman's mountain because he's a big waltons fan and he takes pictures of it and every once in a while he's gone back and, and taken a picture of his piece of basically it's like a yard that's on you know it's like it's a mountain or anything it is like the equivalent of a yard with no house um but he bought it because that's the land where my grandpa and his dad and his dad grew up so he has that land where the uh, old chicken coop and all that was back in the uh, early 1900s so i'll have to get, yeah, I gotta so get cool. there someday yeah who knows it, you you mentioned you ought to try to send me a photo if you find one because it's uh i mean catlinsburg is not big and when i graduated high school my parents moved out to catlinsburg they just call it's out the county and moved out to the county and uh i mean i you mentioned uh i listened to your dad's radio station uh, it was one of the there weren't many <laughs> to be honest got a lot out of uh huntington west virginia that's kind of the yes. they call it the huntington ashland tri-state area but uh yeah I, I listened i can't remember which one you said it was but i remember at the time i was like yeah i listened to, to i want to say wkrc maybe or, or something like that but it's yeah I, there are not many choices but it's uh <laughs> it was a great place to grow up it was yeah. really nice uh there's a good chance my parents moved just down the road that's funny. I will definitely post a picture this week of the family on that land. You can see my grandpa is a baby. He was a twin uh, with his dad and his grandpa. I mean, right there on that that plot of land. And you'll see, I mean, it's a it's a shot. It looks like a Civil War picture. It's cr You'll see how poor my family was growing up. And uh, but I got to say with that with that radio station, my dad did DJ overnights at a radio station in Kentucky for years and years and years using this exact microphone that we're using right now for the show. But he DJed it here in St. Louis out of his condo here right down the street from me because he would just voice track everything. So he'd record it at about seven o'clock in the evening. He'd record all the breaks and then the, the computer just drops them in between songs throughout the night. So he would fake the you know weather forecast at the top of the hour. He'd just look at it and be like, it's 72 and clear in Countensburg, Kentucky or in Huntington, West Virginia. And, you know, and then, you know, he hoped that it would be at 1:30 in the morning when he's sleeping <laughs> in St. Louis, you know. Hopefully no breaking news. But anyway, let's talk Disney. Yeah. And um, 
Give me some of your backstory. Like, what's your uh, history with Disney? How'd you uh, come across the Disney podcast? How'd you get started in this whole thing? So, I mean, my my history with Disney, Disney World. I grew up a, a Disney kid. I feel like my, um, I feel like a lot of people would say this, but I feel like my generation was kind of a huge Disney generation. We grew up, you know, my uh, Aladdin came out. I think the year after I was born, or two years after, and the Lion King, and um, the Lion King was my big one. Uh, and Hercules, uh, which is one that doesn't get a lot of representation in the parks. I was uh, I was always happy to see that in uh, Happily Ever After, a little nod to Hercules. But uh, I grew up with a ton of them. I, I, I latched on to a couple of games when I was a kid, which is actually where that thing is from back here. It's uh, Kingdom Hearts, which is complicated and funny, but it stuck with me. had Disney characters in it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed that. I went to Disney World uh, a few times with my parents when I was a kid. Um, and then uh, went for our honeymoon, which is the trip that we're going to talk about, which ended up, uh, it was it was great. We we were actually originally planning on going somewhere else, and then COVID had kind of thrown a, a little bit of a wrench in that. So we decided to try to pick somewhere where you can kind of do everything, um, which was Walt Disney World. So um, the podcast I found, I um, was actually looking to start running, and I uh, it was like early COVID, and I had gotten laid off, and I was bored. And I looked at my wife now, uh, fiance then, and said, I think I'm going to run a half marathon. She was like, why? <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't know. I just need like a goal. And I want something to do. And I looked around and I was trying to find a running podcast that wasn't like super serious. And uh, so I found you all, which I was like, why is this a Disney podcast? And, but I keep getting like running uh, relation with it. And then um, since then, you know, I, I um haven't run at Disney World yet. It's like a plan. Eventually, I want to run an event, um, but it's like a big to do to get down there from Kentucky, of course. And uh, and so I've, I've been following. You know, I joined the Lizards group on Facebook, and uh, it's a great group, and I've really enjoyed. Uh, and you all drove me to run a half marathon. It was like the uh, motivation I had. It was great. I I killed like an episode and a half of the podcast and finished it up with some music, and uh, it was great. So. God, that is awesome to hear. That is so awesome. Congratulations on that. And yeah, I hope we get to run a race with you down at Walt Disney World because they are a ton of fun. And I'll tell you what, the motivation for my first half marathon at Walt Disney World was because back then it was only really marathon weekend for me. And I didn't train. I would only run the race. That was the only one time I ran the whole year. And I paid for it the next like week because I was so sore. But I just wanted to get out of St. Louis in January because it was so miserable here, so cold. And I no go down you. there and I get like three or four days of nice weather and fun at Walt Disney World. Sign me up. I'll suffer for three hours. You know, I, that's what I did. So we it was the same way. I, uh, <laughs> I I ran my first one and I was probably a little early. Like I shouldn't. I, I wasn't like really trained up for it. I'd run like a lot of 10Ks and the most I had gotten was like eight miles. And I was like eight, 13. It's like the same thing. I'll just do it. And I couldn't, I couldn't walk for like a week. I walked into work and was like barely getting around. And my, my, uh, my boss at the time who followed me on Strava, there were a lot of runners. was like, did you run a half marathon? And I was like, yeah. And I had run around my little cul-de-sac area, like 37 times or something like that. God, we're, so. we're brothers, man. I run around my like 53 times. That's my train. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm exactly eight, 13. It's a surrounding error at this point. You know, I'm ready. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's have a, okay. So let's talk about your honeymoon. So talk about the planning. How'd you guys decide where to stay, when to go and, and how'd that all come together? Well, by virtue of, of me running uh, all the time over the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic when kind of everything, including Walt Disney World was closed. It was, uh, 
kind of a, a little bit of a comfort thing to listen to the podcast and i got a ton of information from you <laughs> it was like <laughs> i had crushed like 150 episodes 200 <laughs> episodes of the podcast in like maybe a year or something it was like driving to work listen to it running listen to it like i'll pick up that one that i didn't finish when i get home and run um and so i mean i really did go into planning the honeymoon with like a lot of ammunition <laughs> as far as planning goes like you you equipped me what i needed so the, the planning was like we want to stay somewhere uh a little different we wanted to stay somewhere a little nicer it's a honeymoon right mm -hmm. um and we had stayed in art of animation uh once before and uh we went in with coronado springs uh which now it's like i don't know if we're gonna be able to stay anywhere else i know love coronado <laughs> I know, Loved I know. It. I was trying and to explain to somebody today because she was trying to decide for, between the four moderates and she was kind of tentative. We booked her today, actually. We're recording this on Wednesday, so you know who you are. Trust me, you're going to love Coronado because she's a little still like, I'm like, trust me, you will love it. Because I, I was the same way the first time I stayed there. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this as much as Riverside. And then I was like, oh my gosh, why have I never stayed here? It's like a deluxe hotel. I think, I think you're going to win her over today by the end of the show. I have a feeling. Absolutely. Like, I, I cannot express it enough. Uh, we stayed in Grand Destino um, in one of the normal rooms, and Riverside was actually our, uh, it was the one that we wanted, uh, but it wasn't open yet. It was still closed. But um, Coronado was incredible. The food options were great. Um, honestly, uh, Toledo was one of our, like, top restaurants that we went to the entire trip. So yeah, we, I mean, we stayed at Grand Destino, um, and yeah, it's, you should not regret it. You're going to love it. Um, listener yes. today yes yes she's gonna love I'm, I'm telling you just trust me even if you're not in the tower the standard rooms that are outside of the tower are well i mean they're just they're recently well uh refurbished they're beautiful the grounds are gorgeous it's a great place to walk it's a great place to run the dig site pool the pool bar is great the dining i mean it's just it's got it all i mean it really does so let me just ask you about your time at the resort because we're going to get into dining times in the parks so i want to make sure we got lots to cover but just give me your your overall thoughts kind of on the resort, the room, that that kind of stuff, just all wrapped into one for anybody who's considering Coronado. Yeah, I mean, so the grounds were were excellent. Um, it was really well kept, of course. I mean, I, I, that's kind of like an expectation. Everything's always so clean and and, and lush, perfect. But uh, the lake was great. Um, the great running route. I actually didn't get to run at it, but uh, I didn't get to. I chose not to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, it's your honeymoon. I mean, exactly. I mean, I, I'm stupid. I'd probably run on my honeymoon, but I probably shouldn't. You're, you're smarter than me. <laughs> but it was it was great. The lake was great. We ate at um, pretty much every restaurant. We ate at Rick's. We ate at the um, the name escapes me, but the little uh, pastry shop. We ate at uh, Mercado. We ate at Toledo and Dahlia Lounge. Um, drank Dolly Lounge and then Three Bridges. The grounds were great. The pool was awesome. I think it's the, one of the largest hot tubs uh, on property. It's, it's I big. I've been in that hot tub many, many times. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. A good hot tub. Great hot tub. We hung out in there um, and the pool was awesome. I went down the slide, couldn't convince the wife to go down the slide, but that's all right. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it was great. This was a great it was uh, hands down. Uh, so I was so used, I stayed at uh, Pop Century and All-Star Sports when I was a kid. Um, and I actually, it was kind of cool. I didn't know at the time, but we were in pop century and it was, my dad had booked it. It was this great uh, thing or one of our first trips. And he, you know, it was like, oh, the, the resort's only half done. It's brand new. It's not even finished yet. That you see that stuff over there across the lake, that's going to be uh, an older themed yeah. part. Uh, and it's not done yet. And then 
it never finished. Right. <laughs> and then I ended up staying in that building in one of the Little Mermaid rooms a little later uh, when it became Art of Animation. So it was pretty, pretty yeah. cool. But uh, anyway, uh, Coronado Springs is great. We loved it. It was a really nice theme. It, it really nailed that, like, not kind of in your face Disney bit. It had the nods. It was fun. You know, there's Walt and, and Mickey in the uh, in the lobby, but it's gorgeous. It looks like a five star resort. Yeah, I agree. Especially when you go. Here's the thing, too. I you know I, I don't know if people understand this. You don't have to be staying in the Grand Casino Lounge to take advantage of those amenities. You know, so you could be staying in a standard view room, a preferred room. You know, somewhere out in the ranchos or in the casitas or in the cabanas any of those other sections and you could still come up and hang out in the Barcelona lounge, which is in the, the kind of the, the, the atrium area of the Grandestino tower. You can use the fitness center, just hang out in those common areas because they are so beautiful. I mean, really, I mean, you, you probably spent some time at the Barcelona lounge or any of those places. They're just, uh, they're amazing. Cause I mean, really they're, they're put there cause they have conventions there, but they're great for everybody. Everybody benefits. Yeah, I spent too much time there. Because like <laughs> I mentioned before we went live, uh, we were there for uh, two weeks and the one of the bartenders was like, have you not been here for like a really long time? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was almost a little jealous because that, uh, that little like beach area with the hammocks is like right outside of the the casitas or the, the ranchos. I don't remember which one, but I was like, man, that's kind of nice. I'm going to go yeah. sit on a hammock all day. Uh, of course, it's not a far walk from destino but yeah the other places looked great too right okay so you were there for two weeks okay so let me before we dive into like some of the highlights of what you did in the parks and so forth how did you go about when you so having that much time is everybody's dream at walt disney world i I would suspect most of us but when you have that much time i'd imagine coming up like how much did you plan because I, i think it'd be hard to plan for 14 days you know because that's that's just such a big allotment did you have every day scheduled? Because nowadays you really do have to plan with park reservations and dining and all that. Like, how did it look going into the trip? And then how did it actually happen? So this is what, um, and I feel like this is every relationship. You know, there's one person who is a planner right. by the book, okay. hey, spreadsheets. Man. It's better to have one that is and one that isn't than to have two of, if you have two planners, that's trouble. And if you have two non-planners, that is even worse. If you right. have one of each, you're in good shape. And that's what we have. And I bet that's what you have. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So my, my wife is, uh, where are we going? What are we doing? What's the plan? <laughs> Same. Need that's, to know. Yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, we'll figure it out. It's fine. Like we're good. So what I, and you know, when I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I had listened to all the podcasts. So my wife was like, I don't know. I trust you. Let's just like, go, go for it. Whatever you need to do. But I'm not a big planner. So I'm definitely not the, like I, I have like fast passes and like, well, uh, lightning lanes now, but I, I don't have all of that scheduled out like rides. We didn't plan um, other than just, you know, kind of what we wanted to do. But mostly we picked first, we picked our dining because it was so such a fast turnaround. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they dropped the advanced dining reservations to uh, 60 days now. And so we, I was like, well, we need to get where we're wanting to eat because we're food. I mean, we, we love eating. (laughs) Um, and that was, we ate, it's funny now. I feel like we ate everywhere on property. We did not even close, like not even anywhere near everywhere, but it felt like it beforehand. I was like, we've got all of the reservations, but we slotted all those food reservations. And then we said, okay, well, how many times do we want to go to each park? Um, and then we got our, our park reservations and then 
just kind of went from there. We had a park hopper and didn't park hop once. Really? Uh, In yeah. 14 days? That is unbelievable. But I guess, I mean, if you think about it, though, I mean, really, if you think about the logic of it, the time you wouldn't need a park hopper is the time when you have that much time to just go to, you know, because you could just go another day to that park. I guess it would yep. make sense. But yeah, oh my gosh, it's crazy because the park hopper costs the same whether you use it for two days or 10. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It's the same price. We we totally expected to use it. I mean, I, I was even with all of the restrictions and the changes. I mean, I was like, yeah, we're, we're like, I remember I got the park hopper when we went uh, in the 90s. And I remember like, I mean, it's it's funny. I think I still have the uh, the old VHS they would send you. Yes, uh, I have Like those. when you wanted to book. Um, <laughs> the I like, ultimate I park hopper ticket. Yes, that old guy that would walk around in the commercials. Yes, the big ticket yes. guy. <laughs> I that, so like I remember all of it. Like we we park hopped uh, when we went the first two times, um, but it was easier. I feel like because I was a kid, so we would like go somewhere and then go. Mm-hmm. I like probably took a nap and then went back. But like we were the bus. One of the things I've heard people complain about Coronado is the bus system, and we never cared. It really didn't bother us a bit. It, like we never waited that long uh, for buses. We never went anywhere. But it was like once we were in a park, we were like, yeah, <laughs> we're already here. Let's just stay, uh, you know, whatever. Like we can find something else to do here. We've got another ride we haven't been able to ride yet. Um, so yeah, it was. We didn't park off once. That's awesome, though. That's crazy. I, I love hearing that because in 14 days, I would have. I mean, you know, if we're taking odds, you know, like we play those odds makers shows. Like, what are the odds? Chris had the park hopper and didn't park hop like zero <laughs> percent. No, because Ricky would have thrown down something crazy, like you know, like it wouldn't have made sense. I just get because that's what I always get the feedback. Like, Ricky thinks everybody carries around those backpacks. That's what, I got so many emails about that a couple weeks ago. I know she was way off on that one. Anyway, back to today's show. In the theme parks, okay, so how did you break it down? How many days were you in each theme park? And, and give us some stories. Like, we can't obviously go over everything you did in every park, but what were maybe some new experiences or some experiences that kind of jumped out at you in the parks? So I've, I've got to go back and check my notes. I mean, we're not <laughs> going to fact check you, but I mean, you know. Oh, no, it's fine. Did. So we were uh, three days in Magic Kingdom, three in Epcot, three in Hollywood Studios, and one in Animal Kingdom. Um and uh it was we were down in october um for the the last half of october and it was still so hot yeah. it's like 90 95 degrees every day um but i mean we so we had gone uh, like i mentioned my my wife and i had gone before um one time and we stayed for uh, around a week it was like five days i think and we um we got to do a good amount but you know we left and we're like we didn't get to do everything we wanted to, we want more time if we go again we want to try to do longer and you mentioned earlier you know you feel like everybody wants to go for two weeks and still leaving after two weeks we were like we could have done more oh my god after two weeks i think i need my own i love disney but i think i need my own bed and i can't have my brain needs a break after two weeks i think i mean two weeks might be max it was two yeah two weeks was it was a big it was a balance because i was you know we were like we could do more but god i want to go home yeah, seriously, <laughs> like, like i just needed i just needed not have to walk everywhere anymore i just want to sit in my chair <laughs> yeah we did we did 70 miles that's what i saw walking 70 miles and uh and i was you know it was like i've been running for two years straight I, I was like i'm in good shape and then there were days where it was like no. you know what it is though honestly this honest to god it, i think it's it's the standing it's not even the walking the 70 miles it's just like standing that long because i'm fine with like walking I, the miles don't hurt me too much walking it's just when i go to a theme park and like it is like you're on your feet all day 
And you look down like I did. I, I've run that far before, but it's like when you just stand in lines all day. My back is just it tears you up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm and uh, that's definitely. I'm like I'm almost thirty, <laughs> and I'm like my back is killing me. <laughs> oh, wait till you're forty, forty-eight, man. I'm telling you, man, everything hurts. <laughs> I believe it because uh, at this rate, it's not. It's not looking good. <laughs> So, so what else though? Give us some highlights from the park. Like, what do you? I know you made a lightsaber. That's awesome. I saw. So I, I didn't make one of this trip. I made one the first trip, which was actually a little funny. We, we were friends. Uh, one of our our bridesmaids was a cast member uh, at Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique before it closed, and uh, she met us down the first trip, and and uh, she was college friends with my wife, and they were like, we're gonna walk around, and I was like, we were in Galaxy's Edge, so she met us in Galaxy's Edge, and I was like, yeah, you guys walk around. I'll, I'll go walk around too. And then I walked up to a cast member and was like, Hey, where's Savi's workshop? <laughs> do you know, do you know a person named Savi? <laughs> and, and I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. Cause, uh, so the first time we went, Galaxy said just open, uh, and they were like, don't say that. Don't, don't, it's, it's scrap metal. You need scrap metal. I was like, Oh, okay. Sorry. But, uh, I, I made one the first trip. The second time around, I got these, which are, uh, Ahsoka. Okay. Um, from the Clone Wars anime yeah, yeah. series, very good show. But uh, I mean, yeah. So this was, I, I love going to Doc Andars, uh, Doc Andars, right? Oh, maybe Doc Andars. You know more Star Wars than me already. I can. T- I love the movies, but you're. I, I didn't see the Clone Wars, so you got me. Gotta watch. It. I'm a, I am Star Wars is, is one thing I've held on to like heavy since I was a kid. I read all the books in elementary school when they were around, and I've loved it uh, for a long time. So gotta check out the Clone Wars, but. It was really great. Love Galaxy's Edge is great. That's why we did three days in Hollywood Studios. You know, we were like, should we do one more in Animal Kingdom? Should we go for for two or three in Hollywood Studios? And I was like, I gotta walk around Galaxy's Edge more. Um, we got an Oga's reservation um, for like 11 a.m., which was um, blessing a curse. So like you get two drinks and we're like, all right, well, we got to do two drinks. And it's like 11 in the morning. Dude, I, <laughs> uh, I, first time I went through there. Cause I got there. I was there right after it opened too. And you know, a month or so after it opened, I was there right at park opening. It was like nine 45 and I was walking past Oga's and you know, I thought I'm never getting in here. Cause it was, I mean, back then it was just impossible to get, in, to get a reservation. And there were cast members at the door asking if you want to come in. And I was walking by. And I'm like, seriously, you can just come in right now? And it was like 9.45 in the morning. I'm like, all right, yeah. then. So then I, here I am having a drink with tequila at 9.45, like on a Tuesday morning. I'm calling my wife. I'm on a solo trip. I'm like, bam, I know it's like a Tuesday morning. It's like night. It's 8.45 where you are. You're on your way to school. I'm having a drink in Olga's Katina because I because I got in. I and you have to buy a drink. She's like, shut up. And I'm going to school. So don't even, don't even talk to me. And she hung up on me, I think. <laughs> it's vacation. Time doesn't matter. It's all good. Like, just, you know, it's whatever. My job. Just, it's my job. Exactly. Yeah. You've got an even better excuse. It's like, yeah, no, I've got to do it for work. It's for, you know, it's for work. Yeah. That's where she hung up. <laughs> Don't blame her. Yeah. Go ahead. But no, we go. we really good. enjoyed it. was Oga's was great. Um, we, we got a reservation there. Um, we, one thing that for uh, another reason, we never got a Ronto wrap. Uh, it's one thing everybody's talking oh, they're so about. Good. I haven't gotten one yet, uh, but we ended up getting the the mixed popcorn, the the sweet and savory popcorn, which was honestly pretty great. Um, big fan of that. But um, yeah, so I, I guess I'll just like give memories from each one. So we saw, uh, the, I mean, Galaxy's Edge is a highlight. Uh, love Hollywood Studios. Um, can't day drink if you don't start in the morning. Yeah, so. Andrew with the comment there on Facebook. <laughs> yes, you're correct. <laughs> That's true, especially on vacation. That's right. But, uh, yeah, so we, I mean, Galaxy's Edge was always a big highlight. I loved um, 
we, we got rained out of the Indiana Jones um, stunt show, which was like big memory from uh, my first trips as a kid. But uh, I mean, Galaxy's Edge was out in Hollywood Studios. Uh, loved um, based on Tap House. That was good. Yes. I worked in the beer industry for a few years, so it was uh, nice to be able to go down and have uh, some craft beer and, and hang out. And, and uh, I think it was Pam always talks about people watching from Baseline Tap House. Uh, it's true. It's good. I gotta say, I'm not. I'm, don't take this wrong. You look like a beer guy. You you totally look like a beer guy. Like it's I just, the it's the beard and yeah. the, you got that look. <laughs> Yeah, it's the beer. Yeah, that's I get it. it all the time, which is funny because people, even working at the brewery, they're like, "You be, you make the beer?" I'm like, "No, I don't make the beer. I take <laughs> you pictures." Totally, you totally look like you should be in a beer commercial. I mean, I'm from I St. Louis, all the time. right? I mean, I'm from St. Louis, man. That's all we have. We have the brewery, Anheuser Busch. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm a Baptist in Missouri. I mean, like I'm the only one that doesn't consume the product. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's that's uh, St. Louis is the big uh, the you know the capital the mecca of the the american lager right exactly it's it's a great i get it all the time seriously yeah, never right. stopped. Oh, anyway but, yeah baseline tap house is awesome <laughs> yeah, that's, that was good uh really enjoyed that um and we ate the brown derby too um which was a repeat we went the first time and made sure to go the second time um uh, really great the brown derby is uh it's one of those places there i feel like there are some places at uh disney world that are like you expect it to be great food and it's like everything lines up that it should be great and then it's like okay uh but it's not like amazing and then there are places that like really were great like very good food and brown derby has been that every time which is like in a park i feel like that's not like totally rare because obviously there's some great options but brown derby was awesome every time um we got uh i got a filet and i think my fiance got a risotto uh, it was awesome. I mean, both of us really enjoyed it. So Brown Derby, if you get a chance to go, be sure to go. I've, st- I've still never been there. It's, it's, uh, I've been going for 20 years and never been in Brown Derby. I got to get there. I, got, that's I mean, all I, I, yeah. like I said, the food was like one of our biggest uh, pieces because we we love eating. <laughs> and that's one thing we do a lot uh, around town here in Cincinnati. And we, and we go a lot of like great places to eat. And when we went down, like I said, we made the dining reservations first. We made a a serious point to trying to hit everywhere it was you know it was our honeymoon and i was like look if we got one time to say yes to everything now's the time <laughs> so we're gonna go just do whatever we wanted to do and like i got a i found a reservation somebody canceled a california grill and i picked it up while we were there uh which was like the prefix uh situation for the 50th and brown derby and uh, like it, we ate non-stop and uh, really didn't have too many places we were disappointed. So you got to make it to Brown Derby because it's like a place that every time we go, we're probably going to go to Brown Derby. Yeah. And I keep hearing that time after time. So I, I think the thing for me, it's signature and it doesn't have like a, you know, there's not like a, like a gimmick to it. You know, it's just a signature restaurant, you know, with good food. It's not like it's uh doesn't spin. It doesn't take you to space, you know, like there's no like gimmicky thing to it. But I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 48 years old, Mike, grow up. You don't have to be, <laughs> You don't have to have the toy in the cereal box anymore. Just, just go. Sure you do. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) That's great. And that's uh, the the Brown Derby for me was always kind of cool, just because it's that like replica of the original from Hollywood. So it is kind of it's a little it's a little kitschy, you know. It's a little like kind of a, um, it's not like horribly done because it looks very realistic. But you go in and there's like characters of the people. Uh, in the lobby that visited the original Brown Derby and that sort of thing. But it's it's great. I mean, you really take the nostalgia. It's a place you can't go now in real life. There's your gimmick. 
Well, there. Uh, plus, I'm going to California, so once I get back from California, I'll you know I'll have that feel. I'll need to go right. back to that to that place. So there, that that'll be my connection. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. So what else? Give us some more highlights. Um, let's see, we saw. Um, oh, uh, we saw kite tails, which I um, I was it was fun. Um, I think a lot of people had said. Um, Cocktails is a little boring or a little, you know, whatever, but we had fun with it. We got the Jungle Book um, show uh, when it popped up, and it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. It was nice to be able to, honestly, I don't know if it was just sitting down because we've been walking around Animal Kingdom all day. So that was sitting down. Was nice. I never saw it. You know, and, hey, that's one of those things that'll be a piece of Disney history. I don't know how it's still, it's holding on by a thread right now, but. I don't know for how much longer. So you could be one of those people like, I'd have loved to seen that old show at Epcot called Surprise in the Skies where they had the ultralight little airplanes, like in the early 80s, mid 80s, I think. I don't know how they ever did that because how do you put like characters in those ultralight things? Those things were so dangerous. You had them flying over World Showcase Lagoon. I mean, are you kidding me? They won't fly drones over people now. They had like real characters flying in ultralights. No way. Like, I think Kite tells me all those things like, yeah, that never happened. And they're like, I have pictures. And you're like, yeah, those are, those are fake. But you I've saw never it. heard of that. I've never heard of that other one. That's why. Oh, yeah, I think it's called, yeah, I think it's called Surprise in the Skies. I think you can look it up. I, I want to say that there's a uh, video somewhere on YouTube. So check it out. It's <laughs> crazy. That's wild. Yeah, they took yeah. off from Caribbean Beach. It was like a little air, like a little runway or something. And they'd fly over a uh, World Showcase Lagoon. The length the Disney goes to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The back in the day, they just didn't care. But yeah, sure. We'll take up. I'm sure that works as an airstrip. Exactly. <laughs> See, goofy and like a like a little ultralight. <laughs> That's crazy. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, no, so go ahead. Why not? Yeah. So you love kite tails. Uh, kite tails is good. We enjoyed that. Um, let's see. We saw. Um, we saw most of them. I mean, any show that was around. A lot of stuff still hadn't opened when we went, but we, uh, you know, Epcot was in food and wine festival, so we spent three days uh at food and wine just walking around um saw what did they call it the the um the lion king show at animal kingdom but it had the modified name um yeah for it was COVID. Like, the, like the best of or something the highlights of yeah i remember yeah yeah, yeah. A, tr a tribute to yeah, the exactly. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it used to be it, yeah it was still fun you know still still a good show but um so animal kingdom was fun we we spent it but we just we did it in one day and um that was another thing we did the safari uh for the first time because i hadn't done it on a previous trip uh since i was a kid and the last time it was kind of weird we were in line and i was like yeah this one's pretty fun my wife had never been on it I was like it's nice you get to see the animals there's this poaching storyline that they kind of run through and there's like you know you uh, there's an elephant and its mother gets killed and all this and uh and they don't do that anymore no, no. <laughs> i was like yeah this poaching thing and i was like where's the poaching stuff? where's big red little red <laughs> yeah big red and little yeah, red they took and off was, on us i was like that's what i get for trusting like a 20 20 year old memory uh, it's <laughs> but, a, you know times are tough man they got laid off <laughs> uh, <laughs> they got shame sent back <laughs> but yeah animal kingdom was great we did uh we did that and then we spent i mean magic kingdom we did everything uh probably two or three times <laughs> we did we did everything we could uh haunted mansion and uh I, we rode small world twice not three times just had to cut that one uh did not take the song home with us Good <laughs> too idea. long but uh we wrote everything i mean it, it's there was so much of it honestly after two weeks it, a lot of it blurred together <laughs> but we did we didn't say no to anything we just went around and did everything that we were looking for um we saw um 
Epcot fireworks show, um, the new one, and I don't even remember its name, which is sad. Harmonious. Uh, harmonious. I kept I kept saying illuminations in my head. And hey, I, nothing. Hey, you know how <laughs> I feel. Nothing wrong with thinking thinking about illuminations for the for the show at Epcot because exactly it, that's how I would have it if I could. But that's the last time that we the trip we took in 2019, we saw the the last day. The last hey, showing. We, we were there the same night then because I was there with oh, the, really? I was standing there with Dr. Kai. Yes, we watched it and I, my heart broke. Oh, I know. So the special place in my heart. But it was, the Harmonious was great. Um, I It was beautiful. Loved all the songs in different, you know, their home languages from all the movies. It was great. Um, and that was, uh, like I mentioned, Hercules earlier. I think they, uh, they had Hercules in that show as well, which is great. Um, but we really enjoyed Harmonious and uh, really enjoyed uh, Cava. It was a huge, uh, basically Mexico pavilion <laughs> in general. It was just great. Starting off the day with uh, with a margarita. Um, I don't think you really go wrong uh, in Epcot. Never. Didn't get to do Remy's, which was disappointing. We tried. Uh, we, we wanted to get um, the Lightning Lane uh, for Remy's. So we were there when Genie came out. It was okay. like, that's what I was, I was trying to get the timeline there. So how did you guys, cause you said you didn't make any plans for that. It was, cause I was trying to think, like you said, you, you didn't make plans, but it's like, did it, was it available? So, because yeah, October was that time period when it came out. So how did, how did that work into your plans and did you guys use it at all? And, and how did it function? Because I mean, you were basically the, the total test period for this new system. Yeah, right. right there. Right. It was um we we used it. So I, I want to say it was like maybe the fourth or fifth day that we were there. It was like it was kind of funny. It was like halfway in between. The first half of the trip we didn't get any. And then the second half we we had it. I looked at one point and said, you know, sure, let's give it a shot. You know, we were used to um fast passes. My before we uh we left actually, my wife found a paper fast pass in her office uh-huh. uh from like you know what was it 15 or 20 years ago those were the best uh, the paper fast passes were the best i have a pile, I, I still have a pile of them <laughs> that i never used <laughs> i know that's well, great and you like go back and try to cash it in yes <laughs> like hey i've got a space mountain i must return before uh you know 7 37 uh, p.m on july 14th uh 2013 <laughs> exactly is it still good <laughs> yes i use this please yes uh, but we we used it so it was we liked it. Um, one thing that threw us off a little bit was just that, um, and I know this is probably a little more clarified now, but at the time it, it wasn't. Um, it was like the you can only make two reservations maybe within like so many minutes. Mm-hmm. And and that really uh, got us because I was like, well, we need it. And we got it like one of the days we went to Magic Kingdom. And I was like, we have to do Pirates and we're going to do Jungle Cruise. Like we got to get those two and you couldn't. Um, it was like you had one and then until that one was used or, or there was some sort of timing, you couldn't pick a second one. Um, but it was it was still nice to be able to know that you could go on and, and so many of the rides were included without costing extra. Um, we enjoyed it. Um, but I can see where, you know, obviously fast passes were. Well, they were uh, included. I mean, because if yeah. you use it, it was included in your package. If you didn't use it, you weren't at anything, you know, right. but, but I mean, it is what it is and I'm going to use it to my advantage. And, you know, guests asked me at the magic for less, should I get it? And it's, you know, it's totally a decision because it is an upsell, but you know, you're spending a lot for your vacation and you don't want to put yourself at a disadvantage. And at this point, I, I think Disney's right. I think at least 50% of the guests do have genie plus 
And so if you don't have it, you got to remember, I mean, you, it depends how you tour too. I mean, if you don't want to have to see a lot of attractions, you probably do not need it. But if you do want to maximize, you know, seeing a lot of attractions and doing a lot in the parks, you just don't want to put yourself at a disadvantage. So it's just, I mean, it's just like anything else in the world. I mean, it's just, you know, you pay a little bit extra and you get a little bit more efficiency, I think, through the systems. It was reasonable. Yeah, it was $15 a day or, or whatever yeah. it was. It was, you know, that was super reasonable. Um, so we, we did enjoy that. And um, uh, so honestly, the most memorable experiences too were uh, riding the monorail. Um, we rode the monorail to the Contemporary for a California Grill reservation and got to see the fireworks from the monorail. Oh, Wasn't nice. expecting that to be so great, but it was. I was a little like, oh man, we like, it's right here. We got to be able to watch it in front of the castle. And then uh, we're like, we got to go. We, we got a reservation. We got to split. And riding it on the monorail and watching the fireworks was like one of the best moments. I mean, visually, anyway, you get that, you know, that little elevated part right. of the track as you get up towards the contemporary. And it was beautiful, um, really nice. And California Grill was. Uh, everything that I had expected it to be. Um, <laughs> that was definitely one of the best meals. Um, that and Toledo were definitely our favorite. Um, and that's what yeah, I was going to so, ask you. So you, you put Toledo up there with uh, California Grill because that's one we never talk about because it's so new. It opened right before COVID. And mm -hmm. then, you know, it's at a resort, it's at Coronado. So it's not as easily accessible as like a California Grill. You just don't hear much about it. But I mean, hearing you say that, like those two in the same breath, because California Grill's revered. I mean, Scott, like that's his favorite restaurant. Pam Forrester, that's her favorite restaurant. And I mean, they're foodies. And you're saying the same thing. But I mean, when you put Toledo up there with it, that, that tells me, I mean, that tells me a lot. Because I mean, I can was, tell you guys know. I know. And I, I, I like highlighted on my uh, notes before we we came on i was like i gotta give toledo love because like it's not so many people i love listening to the podcast and so many people talk about the riviera and topolinos and i was like oh well, it'd be great to make it over there but like toledo's on top of her right resort like it's right up here uh we gotta go so we went up and we had a drink at the dolly lounge beforehand um and went over to toledo for dinner and i mean it was um it was one of the best dining experiences we've had and we've, we've been to some uh, you know, fine dining or higher, higher in places. But, uh, I mean, Toledo crushed it. The food was great. The service was some of the best we got on property. Um, they, you know, they did the, the whole deal where they were, you know, they bring out wine suggestions, um, pop the bottle in front of you and let you try it beforehand. And as it's a little funny, I'm not much of a wine drinker, uh, wife likes wine, but you know, he was like, is this to your liking? And I was like, sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> me. I'm like, oh looks good to me so tastes good to me <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wine for sure um thank you but yeah we uh we tried but it was i mean it was some of the best food i had a um i say a lamb shank um and my wife had uh scallops i believe it was i mean both of us left like raving and we we even made it a point to try to go back but we couldn't get another reservation while we were there uh but it definitely ranked up with california grill like hands down it was fantastic um uh, so definitely make it to toledo if you get a chance, uh, go to Coronado. Totally worth the trip. That sounds, um, that sounds good. Yeah, because it's a sleeper. Nobody hears. You never hear anybody. I mean, I don't ever see anybody talk about it on Twitter, on Facebook, anywhere. Like, I know. You, you think it isn't even open. Like, you and never And somebody hear said about it. in the chat earlier, like, Coronado is underrated. It's a secret. Yeah, you know, it's, between, like, it's between yeah, us three. It's between me, you, and Chris, whoever you know, yes. your ears here today. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is truly, I mean, it, it was well worth it because Three Bridges was excellent, too. Um, Mercado was fine. It was like, the, you know, the 
food that you yeah. get at most resorts. It, it was great in a pinch and you could run down and get some stuff, but between three bridges and, and Toledo, it was, it was great in both of the lounges. But uh, we went, uh, we spent three different nights in Disney Springs as well. We did homecoming. We did um, wine bar, George and the boathouse. We did Gideon's, we did Terralina. Um, and we did Morimoto Asia in Disney Springs. And, um, I mean, it was, again, I've listened to the podcast for years and everybody, Wine Bar George, it's amazing. Um, and Gideon's is amazing. You got to get down there for Gideon's and Homecoming is amazing. And I mean, like all of the, we left, I left, it was probably good. We walked 70 miles. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's we what, ate a lot. Well, see, um, that's what and, I'm worried about my Disneyland trip here at the end of this week is that I'm going to be eating like a, like a champ out there because everything I, I love our listeners because I have probably gotten 200 emails from our listeners with tips and 198 of them have been about things to eat and two have been about rides, you know, and stuff to do. Like, yeah. oh, you got to eat this, Mike. I'm telling you, you're going to have a good time, but here, eat this. And okay. So the problem is Disneyland's not as big as Walt Disney World. So I'm gonna, I mean, I get on the treadmill every morning, so that's going to help, but I'm just worried, like, everybody's like, oh, Disneyland's so small, like, you won't be walking as much. That's an issue when I'm going to be eating as much as I am. So, you're right. you got to walk. Got to compensate on the treadmill, for sure, because that was, I think it was the only reason we made it out, and then we made the mistake, because we, like, we were sitting at Wine Bar George and got um, in the queue for um, Gideon's, or we went, we got in the queue at Gideon's and then went to Wine Bar George, and I was like, is it cool if we, like, go eat dinner? And they were like, yeah, it's fine, just, we'll text you when it's time, uh, and, uh we got the the text for Gideon's like really close to the end of dinner. And um, they said, you know, just come over when you're done. And we did. And we were like, we'll get two cookies. You know, that was good. And those cookies sat on our uh, table in our resort for like a week because you're just like try to eat some of it. And it was like, this is so good, but it is so rich. That's what I've heard. You just take a little piece off and it's. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was like probably 10 cookies in one. <laughs> it was like not even right. I don't. And I never want to know the calorie count no, of one of those. I, I know because I looked so it up I, and that's why I have never gotten one, but, and I'm never going to say, so, I, but I do. So you don't want to know it is, yeah. uh, it's not good. Thank you. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. If you don't uh, want to know, don't look it up. <laughs> no, I'm not going to trust me, but, but wine bar, George. Uh, and I feel like it's funny. I feel like we're talking about food the entire time. So I'm sorry. Right. If, 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 sorry if you're on the treadmill right now, because this yeah. is what I hate when I'm on the treadmill. So I apologize. And the amount of times that you were like, apologize on the podcast and like, sorry to anybody who's running right now. I'm like on mile three. Like, yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, I know that's me too. <laughs> but it's, uh, but we also like, so we, we wrote, we rode, um, most of like the big, like you got it. Well, it's funny. Cause I say we get, you know, it's the ones you got to do. Like we did pirates and we did, small world and we did haunted mansion and we did you know that was in uh, those we did mickey and minnie's runaway railway uh which was great um it's the last time i had ridden in that building it was a great movie ride uh, which was it, talk about different uh very different <laughs> rides okay, really let me, fun. let me ask you though would you which one would you have if you got to pick movie ride or uh mickey and minnie's runaway railway mickey and minnie's there you go Everybody's saying i love that. it yeah and I work in, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not much into the videography side and more photography, but like, I appreciate cinema, but it's not, it was, that ride was fun. It was cool. But talk about like, that was the first experience that I had on one of the new ride systems, like the trackless with the screens and just the way that it was set up. And if I would have gone on that when I was a kid, it would have blown my mind. Right, I mean, right. it, like 
I, I was I was in the ride and was like, I would lose it. I mean, I remember riding some of the stuff like the teacups and Dumbo uh, as a kid. and was like, this is amazing. But if I would have ridden like in a cartoon, you know, like in a Mickey short, um, oh, come on. It was great. The the technology is amazing. The ride was a lot of fun. It was great. And this is, you know, I don't I'm not like a thrill ride person. Neither is my wife. We don't do any of the you know intense roller coasters. Um, don't do anything like that, but it was uh, really good and motion sickness wasn't too bad because <laughs> I get pretty motion sick. So uh, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Really loved it. And sorry, great movie ride. I would take it any day. That's so she could have both. <laughs> you know, like, why do we have to lose one to have the other? But both yeah, is good. Uh, that'd be fine. No, but I mean, you guys, you guys ate well. You had fun times in the parks and we're just about out of time. But um as we wrap up, I mean, give some advice for somebody that's thinking about doing a trip of this length, because very few people will get to go for two weeks because of work obligations, kids in sports, you know, financial reasons, stuff like that. You know, usually it's a five nighter, seven night or something like that. But you had the opportunity to do this for your honeymoon. What, what did you learn from being down there for two weeks? Like, what would you pass on from that that experience, first of all? So I feel like this applies to both, like, you know, any trip length. And this is one thing you all have, like, preached over and over again and the last time that we went didn't really take that advice but now take the resort days the resort days were huge and that was like the fastest uh, what it was when we talked for 40 minutes it was a fast 40 minutes and i feel like i barely got to even touch on anything but I know. The, the resort days were awesome i mean being able to like take one because it was like kind of rainy one day and we were like you know what we have a couple of resort days that we had planned on let's just hang out and we hung out and we went down to the lobby and got a coffee and kind of walked around when uh, there was a break in the rain went and hung out at the pool but it was a great rest to be able to like hang out and enjoy all the different spots at the resort um, so that was huge and then uh, don't let the plans tie you down that's my that's advice my wife would disagree <laughs> but don't let it don't let it tie you down to being able to just kind of go with the flow and, and pick up like I looked for reservations as they were canceled on the app I was like oh let's go to California Grill that's how we got reservations there it was just like check around and see what's available and and um, and go with the flow no that's a great you, tip that, that's a huge tip I mean because plans are there but they don't have to be you know in permanent ink if you have something better if you don't feel like doing something don't do it it's your vacation you know exactly I, I think some people like and I mean, I've gotten like this before in the past too. And I've kind of learned as I've gone enough times that when I get home, it's not a series of check boxes. Right. And I think when you first start going to Walt Disney world, it's like, you're trying to check off all these things. I ate here. Okay. I rode this. I saw that parade. I swam in the feature pool. Oh, I swam in a quiet pool. I went to the fitness, you know, and like you're checking off all these boxes where if you come home and you only checked off half the boxes you expected, but you got to relax and maybe, you know, play checkers with your kid on Tom Sawyer Island, like, but that wasn't on the list. That's a win. You know, that that's the whole thing. We were there for 14 days and still came home and said, well, we didn't get to do this. We didn't get to do that, but it didn't matter. And that's, I think, testament, like how often do you get to go? I, I've never been on any vacation for 14 days before so it's like you don't worry about checking off the boxes just go out and enjoy it and take your time and go with the flow and you know if you see an opportunity go for it and and don't uh don't ignore taking a nap 
No, trust me, I'm a king napper because I get up super early, but that I make up for it with an afternoon nap. I do that in my real life too, but uh, that's just uh, that's just me because I get up super early. So, one last question, then we'll get out of here. One last thing I want to ask you about. So, 14 days you're down there at your honeymoon. You're having this epic trip. You're at Coronado. You're going to all these great dining places. You're in the parks. You're having resort days. What's the one, like, I always have, like, a memory from each trip, you know, like, this happened, you know, the time that we did this. And you've mentioned, you know, some of the great meals and so forth. But is there, you know, one thing, like, oh, yeah, this is kind of something we haven't mentioned yet. Like, one special moment that something that happened on this trip, like a picture that you have on your desk from something that happened, like a fireworks show or anything special from this trip. Obviously, it's your honeymoon, so the whole thing was special. But uh, anything like that, a special memory from the trip put me on the spot i, I mean it, there was so many there was so many pick from i mean it was uh the one that really sticks out for some reason is probably because i'm a photographer we had this one of my uh, really great friends got us a disposable camera um but you know film camera wait, whoa, wait, wait a disposable film camera ladies and gentlemen those because i used to be a wedding reception d i used to dj wedding receptions back in a former life a long time ago and i did it so long ago that it was it was uh like in style that at the reception they would have those cameras those disposable film cameras on every table at the reception still happens okay do that yeah okay do they really because i haven't oh, done yeah. I, mean, I haven't done a wedding reception in 20 years but they, everybody would snap pictures and you just drop it in like on the gift table or something on the way out and they get them developed and the bride and groom had like a bajillion pictures of the reception it was kind of cool a great idea but i didn't know even that it still made those things Oh yeah, no. I I I was a wedding photographer for ten years. Oh, there you and, go. Uh, that's what Ricky's parents did. That's what we did. Forever. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's uh, and that's what yeah, now I do products. But the wedding photography, yeah, you saw it all the time. And people would yeah. put the the film cameras out. Totally. But um, you know, I still shoot film. Uh, obviously not on disposable cameras, but I like medium format, <laughs> cool. thirty five millimeter. That's awesome. But it's uh, the there was this one moment where we had like it was one of our first days, like first or second day, because you know you like have to get into the vacation group right. like it, take, yeah. it takes me like a day or two to actually relax yeah, same. uh but we got into hollywood studios and we were over towards the brown derby and i was like oh we got this disposable camera so i pulled it out and took a, a great picture of my wife by one of the uh the golden moment statues uh, for the 50th which was pretty cool but it's this 50th anniversary golden statue but it's this old uh you know old uh, looking disposable film camera photo but i love that because i remember taking those when we were you know there when i was a kid and we have like these old uh shoulder vhs um, oh yeah my, home dad, my dad had one he carried around the vcr like in a in a sling under it you know you had to bring yeah. the whole dang vcr with you yeah yeah and i we'd watched that before we went it's like my old home videos that my dad took <laughs> when we were there and i was like I, it, it feels uh nostalgic you know it was fun but that's the moment i remember just snapping that picture of her and it, it was great we had an awesome time and at two weeks there's always more to do but just like take it easy and it's your vacation uh go with the flow have fun and don't let plans get in the way oh man chris thank you so much for this great show it has been just a ton of fun for me and i know it's been a ton of fun for audience i mean great tips i bet you people are making those toledo uh adrs as we speak and uh, just do it. it's, it's great to hear i mean you guys had a good time and uh, thanks for sharing. It's it, it, uh, real quick. I mean, did anybody look at you when you were taking pictures with a disposable camera? Anybody ask? I mean, yeah, somebody you, actually pointed and laughed. Like, what are you doing? What is that little box thing in your hands? Somebody, yeah, somebody's uh, <laughs> walking around. We're like, you know, like nudge their wife and you know, pointed <laughs> at us. Uh, definitely. But now, thank you, uh, thank you so much. It's been awesome, really, listening to the podcast for as long as I have, and and we couldn't have had 
the trip that we did if it weren't for you and, and Ricky and Pam and everyone. So really, uh, thank you so much and, and uh, look forward to planning with you guys again. I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's all about our community. It's all about the family and it's all of us getting together on these Mondays. I get to hear from you. I haven't been to Brown Derby, haven't been to Toledo. It's going to help me have my, a better trip next time and we all do it together. So thanks again for coming on and uh, go Catlinsburg, go Kentucky. Except when we're right. playing in football, we got to beat we got to beat Big Blue. Understand? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. All right. Don't forget today's show, as always, brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check out all the great free services they're going to offer you to book your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. They're over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. It's one extra click, and it really does help us out. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You guys support the show and allow us to put this podcast out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do this without you, and our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. Come on over, check it all out. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Now, I'm serious. Now is the time to follow me on social media because this Saturday... So many first-time things are going to be happening. I'm going to be burning it up. So at Mike on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is going to be the place to follow, but also Twitter. Because I'm going to Disneyland for the first time Saturday morning. I've never connected on a flight, so we're connecting through Denver. So that'll be an adventure. Then we're getting out there. We're going to be spending a week at the Disneyland Hotel. Scotty G is going to meet us out there at some point. And we're going to have so much fun in the parks. We're going to a Dodgers game at some point. I'm just telling you, we're going to be posting it all, and it's going to be crazy. So follow me at Mike. I'll be sharing it all on the social, and we'd love to uh, to have you over there enjoying all the craziness on the West Coast for once instead of the East Coast. So we'll see you over there. And don't forget, there will be no live call-in show this Sunday night because we're going to be out of Disneyland. So we'll be holding off on that, but we'll have those picked up once we get back. So just enjoy yourself. Go get some ice cream on Sunday night. And again, follow me on the social and see what we're doing out in Disneyland. All right, we will uh, jump out of here and let you get on with your week and hope you're having a great start to the week. So uh, thanks for joining us. So for Chris out in Kentucky, I'm Mike here in Missouri. You all have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.